What's up, mother? It's Billy Wayne and Mike, and we're back from the road. And we didn't release two episodes for a couple weeks, but we don't care because we're having fun. And you guys are mostly busy with the harvest. We know who our listeners are. They are people in the cannabis industry. Kind of widen that out now, waiting for a I mean, if I'm being honest, I think you just gave Ron a run for his money. I think with that theme song, maybe a little bit better than I know. I fucked that up. I did. No, you didn't. You didn't. What you had to say was good. You just don't need to qualify. We're working on your broadcasting (laughs) communication skills. I went to school for it. You did not. You went to school Mm. to grow wonderful, amazing cannabis, and we're getting you back into it. A little hardcore very soon because it, it's good for your soul and your brain and it's better for every for the universe when you're doing what your gift is which is also he did it i'll be honest i'm gonna toot mike's horn he he made some leaps and strides as a comedian over the last over the last year uh it, it's been fun. It's been fun being under your tutelage. And, uh, you know, you threw me that curveball right before I went on stage in Portland, which was fun. And I was like, okay, I can't do any of the easy ways out. Just and I explained to you why. It wasn't, I wasn't yeah. just being mean. No. Was like, no. I was like, no, there's a reason why we have to do this and this. It's also funny because it is a little mean. But... <laughs> like it wouldn't have been mean <laughs> if you had told me the night before like hey listen for you so instead the whole day before i was like oh i'm gonna comment on I know this it. i'm gonna comment i knew what i was that. doing i did it the correct way <laughs> because you wouldn't have truly learned the lesson if mm-hmm. i would have given you time you would have just been like oh on this one i have to do it like this and then i can work this in there and and it's and i'm like no, I'm not going to give you time. I'm going to, because that's, that's, a, <laughs> it's, yeah, we'll just give some loose parameters. And then I was like, hey, you can do 30 minutes. You can do up to 30 minutes. And then I was like, I'll give you a light at 20. And I went to give you a light and you were introducing me. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I was getting in the position to give you the light. I wasn't giving you the light. So that was the funniest part was of it like, because oh, okay, we we did learn some lessons. This is a this is what better than I could have imagined. Because you had well, a great I... set, great set. Don't Thank no you. one don't think that Mike bombed. He killed it. He did exactly what I wanted him to do. And then I also wanted he learned some. He's you're sweating in a way where I was like, man, I love when I just throw it in there at the last second because I can see it on you. Just like fucker. Well, that was the bad part is I saw you out of the corner of my eye and I was like, oh, Billy's there. Okay. All right. You can ball. Just, just fucking roll out, roll out, roll out. Well, you were like, it was coming up on 20. So I was like, okay. But then you were like, I, you went into a certain bit and I was like, huh, that's and then early. Okay. Okay. We, we've, we went through the Rolodex and these are what we have. And that was great. It was great, but you learned the lesson, but, and then I kind of explained why we have to do it that way, and then what's coming up, and all that. And you're like, "Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense." It was after I got off the of stage, I was like, "I forgot that one, and I uh-huh. forgot this." <laughs> so many lessons. I was. That's why I didn't give you the the 24 hours notice. I gave you 45 minutes because it's that's what it. I mean, that's what a lot of the job is. So much mm-hmm. is like when it really. Like it always matters, but they're like some sets matter more than most others, you know. It is like whatever. It is true and not true is at the same time, but it is like it's just one of the when I look back on like I made so many mistakes, and that's why I'm so wise at comedy is because but there is like some things I chose the way I chose to about go about it. Okay, not my dog, just making sure. Um, uh, was like putting myself in positions that were just like, 
this is like a, I've designed this is like a true nightmare situation for myself. Yeah. I'm very curious what happens here because like I know perspective wise, if it, like it's still funny, whatever happens, because I can tell this crazy. I'm like, I got up here and did this and I had to go like terrible. Like <laughs> it was like there's like elements I didn't even consider when I got it. You know, it was like all that. Yeah. And that's what being on the road really is. You've learned. And there was something. This is a weird podcast, but like you guys love us. So shut up. Uh, if you're like, talk about weed, like we will eventually, but we're talking <laughs> about our adventures and we're going to go more and more adventures and come see you guys more often. Cause, cause that's, we've decided that's what we need to do and we're good at it. And you guys it's yeah, we're going to do some. More and plus stuff. this is a fun dichotomy too, because you got to listen to me teach Billy how to grow weed and how he did with it. But like, honestly, all my friends were at the Portland show. And after I got done with the show, they're like, what do you tell you to do? And I told them and they're like, you should listen to him and do whatever he says, because he was really funny. And I was like, okay, God damn it. I gotta keep listening to him as much as he wax on, wax off. Like I fucking listen to him. So look at that face. He's so happy. Um yeah. Um <laughs> no, there's like certain things I know how to do. And I would I would venture to guess if I was growing weed for money that I would have listened to you more closely. <laughs> But I was never growing weed for money. You're just so having fun. You're just I was having, having fun. fun. And there were times you were like, do this. And I was like, sure. Yeah. I'm not going to do that because I don't care. I'm just more interested in like being like, what's that? Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, which is the same way. Like you said it on the road one time. Like, oh, you did that with, you do that with comedy, but you do that with weed too. I was like, yeah, because I didn't, I'm not trying to get rich at, some of this shit or even make money with that is like that's just i'm learning about the plant that i love so much and then we're, we're learning about cultures and subcultures but like that's there was something oh it was the september run we did which was not quite as intense as this last one but it was a um it was a different type of intensity because there was like some some more boredom in that one. Some longer stretches of like feeling a little trapped, if if that's the right. But just because that's part of it sometimes is you do feel like, huh. Oh, I'm stuck to this right now, huh? And and then there's some like some weird curveballs got thrown at us on that one. Some very frustrating classic, classic, classic classic road joke and you didn't flinch and that was like i was like oh okay because there was like i you could probably see it on me but didn't realize what it was where i was like oh oh no like we're gonna see if this is like if he's really down for this or not and and then this last one was just a blur. So completely different and completely golden retriever-esque for me, I feel like. But still like, hey, you got to show up and actually do the job if you want to do the fun parts of that, which um, was very enjoyable, I think. So, but um, yeah, this one was a fast one. <laughs> That's why we actually didn't get an episode out because the first time we tried to, to load this episode, um, we were in Humboldt, which uh, the hotel did not have Wi-Fi adequate enough to load an episode, which made me and Billy laugh pretty fucking hard because it well, is like Humboldt we, is that place. And the everything else about that hotel, great. We yeah. found a little gym. Not going to tell you guys where it is because it will get ruined within before the next time we are there. It is like clearly awesome and on its way out. Uh, and we won't tell you where it is or anything, mm -hmm. but it was like everyone there was awesome. Um, yeah. and but it was like I was having fun because I knew here's what I here's what here's what old producer hat Billy did on that one was like, we'll see what Mike wants to do on this, 
and see what he figures out. And you did end up finishing the edit job, but where you we didn't finish was the we didn't publish it, which is yeah. actually works out because it's like, isn't it this episode? Like it's this interview, right? Yep. Yeah, it's the interview we're and... about to play because because like we're getting to this part of the trip is your hash off went so i mean we were there was some anxiety a because i let mike do all the work and that was fun for and him you to made be us like an hour late too <laughs> hmm. we didn't have to go to your house <laughs> that wasn't my idea i had my own car we had to go to your house for and then yeah i had to do some business there but that was not i didn't so before you, oh, you made us late. No, no, I did not. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, fun, but, anxious drive down to Eugene. But uh, also Mike did not. Mike learned a lot of lessons on this one and, and bounced back pretty great is I gave him the keys to the to the event on that one. And. He did great. You knocked it out of the park. You did. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you really, it went swimmingly. It was awesome. I was, well, I think we both were, you were anxious because of just event planning is new. Mm -hmm. And vendors, we had so feel. many, so many amazing hash vendors who came out and I was anxious about making sure they were happy, but honestly, they were the dopest, happiest dudes in the world. They were just so happy to All be there. All of those I mean, it's like something that we're like, I do these once a month to get going all over the country, hopefully all over the world. Um, because it works, you guys. It is a dope session. Everyone's, we're bringing these hash makers together. You can get dope hash. You can buy hash there. Little crafts fair is what we're doing. There's no competition there. It's just we're bringing dope motherfuckers. We'll be some glass blowers at some of these. And it's like this. And then you get there early, you hang, you smoke, you bullshit, and then you get super stoned. And then we, we've we got it set up and we do a, a dope comedy show where to bring in Mike and I are going to be at everyone. And then we're bringing, and we're not announcing who. You got to show up. You don't know who it's going to be. I've got a lot of cool friends. Mike's yeah, got some um, in, the, in the funny world. Mike's got a lot of cool friends in the weed world. So we're mixing it up. And these two, especially the hash and the com the comedy works better than I could have anticipated. And we talked about this because what happens is you get super, super dabbed out, super hashed out. And then when the, once the comedy starts, by about the second act, second or third act, everyone's in this just super, just chill, not, not too stoned, but like in it. And so there's like a feedback that doesn't happen at a lot of weed shows that we were like, boom, we got a thing and it's going to get copied. I know people are going to copy mm -hmm. it, but we are the innovators. Laugh your hash off. We're going to TM that shit. If you guys want us to come to your place, hit us up, grownlocalpod at gmail.com. Um, we're going to start doing more. We're planning one in a in place for January. I can't wait. It's coming together. Mm -hmm and then hopefully december uh we'll see we'll, we'll figure out tonight later tonight if that one's going to happen where we want it to happen if not we'll do it somewhere else but hit us up grownlocalpod at gmail.com if you want and we know where a good spot to do a life your hash off is um because it went well it went awesome um uh, mike did a great job he, he learned how he learned some lessons is like how you can how you have to produce stuff while you're on the road and in these different you're like well i'm in an airport so what am i gonna do I'm like you're gonna plug in and we're gonna call some people and do some stuff they're like well we're in humboldt what are we gonna do i'm like you're gonna ride this till it loads right and you're like damn it and you're like, yeah and we're gonna it, get it better is. at all of it and then yeah we're going to film it, show people how fucking awesome it is so they can come too and experience it. So it's not just us. I, I, I think that that was the one thing I never thought about is how much comedy as a full-time job, even without the comedy, 
where it is just like while you're traveling, while you're driving five, six hours a night or something, you're like, I got to be working too. I got to be calling people. I got to be doing this and that. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's the job. And Fatty, Fatty taught me a lot. He taught me, you know, he showed me a lot of bad stuff too that I should look mm -hmm. out for, which was really nice. But he showed me, you know, I talked about this on that WTF I did this week. He showed me how to work too. It was like, I, you know, come from a cattle farmer, football coach, English teacher background. So I was like, I have a work ethic that's already, you know, beat into me. But doing a business I didn't understand, he was like, how do I apply this work ethic that I have and have learned to this thing? And he was like, oh, you do this and you got to do this and you got to do this. And then, but you, with, that's the mind fuck of any of it because i can tell everybody how to do stuff but that's where mike like really responded is like uh now we do it again today and now we do it again today and now we got to get on a an airplane and like my when we <laughs> when i drive i drove from the like right after we got off the stage in eureka we settled up and we got in the car and drove uh, through the goddamn rain and fog through Humboldt and Sonoma and Mendocino. Uh, did I, I don't, I did drive over the Golden Gate, I think. Uh, I wasn't away for that. I know so. you weren't. And then, <laughs> then we, when we, when we landed in New York, Mike was like, man, you slept like the whole flight. And I was like, I bet I did. I bet. And I was like, I got us there. You slept most of the drive when I when we almost died a bunch. So there was like <laughs> there was a... to the end. I was like, this isn't. There was a part when I was like, I'm going to go to sleep, and whatever happens happens, and I'm kind of all right with it at this point. <laughs> not a good. That's not a way to. That's not how a team should work. That is not. <laughs> It's like you're in war or something. You're like, I'm napping. If we get killed, we get killed. And you're like, hey, dude, no. <laughs> but I also trusted in you and felt safe. No, so you need, all... there was nothing you could have done. And that's why <laughs> I was listening. And yeah, I listened to like war stories sometimes because it, I figured out, I was like, why do I listen to these? It, it's because of, it makes my PTSD seem silly. So, <laughs> It is like, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, all right. you know, I just made some weird choices. They, they got some shit. This is, I appreciate they them doing it. But we are excited to be dropping this episode. This episode is one of the vendors that you saw at the first Laugh Your Hash Off event. So give it up for Peter from Terp Taffy. Relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. I agree, man. You know, a lot of the time, too, like me and Soup Kitchen are always talking about how a lot of these people are winning all these awards, and some of these people aren't even taking their plants to full term you know they're just like it's time to harvest this just because i think so you know and i'm only getting high for 15 minutes wondering why you won first place for xyz you know so <laughs> find that interesting too <laughs> well and that's why i think i'm really enjoying getting to, into small craft uh hash makers and stuff like that all of you guys are like D-E-M certified or doing Jadam or something like that. Like, you know, like, you know, as long as I've been growing, it's always been on the nerdy side and into all that stuff. And like seeing you guys doing this small batch craft thing the whole way through, caring about every single part of it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll smoke that all day. I'll smoke that all day. All Thanks, man. day. Because it also like. Cause I like that's how Mike and I met was he handed me some stuff. He grew through a show and I was like, who the fuck, where'd you get this? And he was like, I grew it. And I was like, I'm Billy. Uh, <laughs> but that's how I, it's that same feeling when I've, when I've dipped into the hash world about a year ago, just 
and like the proper hash world not you know what i'm talking about like like i didn't understand the under and mike was like it's a whole thing dude and i was like huh and i love (laughs) i love cultures and subcultures anyway like just not even cannabis related i just love them all and i was like dude there's like 900 subcultures of this mike was like yeah dude and he was like but the hash one he's like they all grow their own stuff and they all grow it so pure and shit. And I was like, go on. He's like, that's that. So it was just like, and then it, when I smoke it, I get, and Mike can attest, like, I don't, it, it's like some leveling off in my brain happens when I smoke good quality, high THC, uh, concentrates and I can get 900 things done. It is. Yeah. But I think a lot of it has to do with it. it's just pure from the start to the finish when a lot and I can get that cloudy weird stuff when they put nonsense in. Uh like I said, I'm just I'm I'm kinda like I'm kind of like uh freaking out nerd wise about how excited I am we're doing these events. So if I'm extra talky, like it's like it's like Mike and I have been trying to figure out how to do live events the right way for two or three years. And we've dipped in and some of it's boring and some of it doesn't work. And then it's like, this is the community full of the right people trying to, we're trying to figure out what we're doing. And it's just like, like, and we're not trying to have them compete. We just want people come get y'all's hash, smoke your smoke, hang out, you know, stop midway oh, through yeah. conversation and just be like what were we talking about again and you're like i don't know it doesn't matter comedy starts in 20 minutes we've also figured out how to do the comedy the right way we, we've messed it up a couple times just <laughs> trying weird. it because there is it is a it's timely because if mm. you cross a threat it's people are too gone so we know how yeah. to we know how to get it in there for you guys can you can you tell me who makes the worst hash? I'm just I just <laughs> what if I did all that and it was like who's like the worst person you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be wild. So how long have you been making hash for? Thank you. We gotta edit a lot of this. I'm nonsense tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good, y'all. Um well, also, thanks again for having me, and congrats on the event. It's always cool to see like people finding their space and making events happen. So, thanks for having us be a part of it. And um, Thank you. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, man. Of course, uh, I've been making hash for. Gosh, that's a weird question. I want to say like five years dedicated to making solventless quote-unquote solventless mm. water hash. so um i was making like bho back in 2013 for a little while and um took a hiatus and went down to central america for a bit found some cool genetics down there and came back and stumbled my way out to oregon so um just kind of started out trimming and getting to use the uh, sifted trim bin stuff from a lot of the grows I worked at. And I kind of would refine it the best I could and press stuff like that, you know, to get my first rosin kind of thing going on. Um, a lot of the time it was terrible. So I stacked up a lot of edible grade for a while. Nice, and that, nice. Yeah, I realized like I had a good idea and made um, some taffy. So I make like a medicated taffy with all the rosin that I make. Um, That was a weird venture I never thought I'd kind of stumble upon. But some Willy Wonka out here of the cannabis industry. (laughs) Doesn't it's got that machine? It's like this. Just these babies, you know? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I've just used to go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. They have a taffy oh, dude, place, and you go get that big machine. That's the, goal. 
that's the goal. No, <laughs> my hands are tired. So hopefully someday soon I'll get one of those babies, but yeah, it's been, um, it's been a cool ride. You know, everything's kind of worked out where I've been blessed with a space where I can grow the way I want to. And I grow in Hugel beds. I grow in just, you know, some no-till beds I've been working in for a few years. I do occasional pots every once in a while if I need some more space. I also just grow in the native soil. Um, I'm lucky enough to have, like, enough space where I can, you know, grow enough all year, have enough resin to smoke and make into taffies all year. So that's kind of a cool venture where I've been able to single source everything and not have to rely too much on anybody but myself just so I can well, only blame myself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and honestly, it's the nicer way to go about it because when you just start exponentially getting bigger, you're not growing weed anymore. You're managing people, you're doing project management and it's a whole fucking thing. Um, I want to circle back to you brought some land races back from Central America, huh? Tell us more about that. That got me real excited. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so I spent some time in like Guatemala, also spent some time in different parts of Mexico, mainly Oaxaca area. Um, just met some cool people who kind of showed me some cool things and met a couple farmers who had been growing since like the 50s and 60s, kind of just doing cartel grows and had stopped working with the cartels and they just kept growing cannabis because it was just like a thing that they do you know so it's really cool because like in between all their corn crops there's just like tons of plants hiding out you know and you'd never be able to tell it's really fun to walk through and they'll kind of trek you around and just act like this is just normal you know and you're just like this is wild y'all are just doing this (laughs) And to the people listening that want to be like, oh, they they used to grow for the cartels. They they don't they don't have a choice, you guys. It's not that's not how that works. There's no like they they're like, oh, we found out that you grow this really well. Do you want to grow it or die? And they're like, cool, we (laughs) I grow fruits. That's that's kind of what I do. No, thanks for speaking on that because they're just hard workers man you know that's what um, i'm like especially in in mexico is like they're just ranchers and then some dudes with guns showed up and they're like hey yeah. this is worth this your agriculture is worth a lot to us and they're like cool we like let's do it exactly. i just want to explain it's like because some people hear that and they're like that's fucked up and you're like it's not it's not yeah. life yeah 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 so yeah go no, you're good. Um, yeah, I all their bud is what it is, you know, and they treat it not so good, but they've got some good genetics, you know, that definitely has potential. So I just would load up on cool things here and there over the span of a little bit of time and kind of came back and was like, okay, I finally have a space where I can do something. And I haven't really tested a lot of them, but I've dedicated a lot of time to this Oaxacan land race that I found that, um, she's a weird one. She, I don't think she has any normal cannabinoids that we're familiar with. And I just need to get her tested. I'm just slacking on it, but I've had, I've washed her. We've blasted her. We've, you feel the resin and you're just like, this is weird. And it, <laughs> when you when you blast it, it will never turn into batter. It will never crash into diamonds. It just stays liquid terpenes. Like when you wash it, it it's non-existent. It's, it turns into liquid juice in the water, you know, like you're just wasting your time. So it's a weird one. And uh, I've, I've been able to breed with uh, Chem 4 to that. And it's made a little, basically the progeny of that project I've tested out a little this year and the resin's like awesome and super sandy and kind of 
the original Oaxacan has this really grapey Tootsie Roll kind of smell. Um, and that's kind of translated through in the progeny that I've bred with. But um, yeah, that's kind of like the one I've tested out so far, but I've got a lot that I'm waiting for the right space to test more projects out. So that's the beautiful thing about genetics is you can sit on them and then slowly release them and do fun stuff like crossing it with a chem dog because the chem dog is always going to be one of my favorite highs so taking a land race with god only knows what terps and fucking cannabinoids in there it's gonna be a lovely tasty thing agreed agreed <laughs> what is your preferred What's your like what's your favorite way to imbibe? Um, I mainly dab. Um I'm usually hitting like a quartz banger. I don't know what dab right is right about, but uh I'm hitting around like four hundred degrees on the banger I'm using. So okay. nice. kind of like I figured out that if you but... hit it really hot, you get higher. Is that right? But <laughs> <laughs> is that right yeah I, le- I learned that too young but yeah my my girlfriend I, checks me these days, you know <laughs> that's probably it's my yeah. bedtime i figured that out at bedtime is and yeah, it's because... got a, it's got space you know like <laughs> yes yes no like you're, you're exactly right i did during the daytime one time and i was like oh, this is kind of a mistake i can't i can't i'm not super focused right now like i'd like to be yeah that is it is funny yeah it is funny people will call you out like one time we were at some event and i hit it hot and mike pointed out later that the people were making fun of me in the group and i was like i don't (laughs) care man i was trying to get fucked up i knew I was like, it was those turp heads. And he was like, yeah, it's the people that love the terps. They get mad. I was like, I know. And I was like, I like the terps. But at that point, I was not high enough to be at that event. So that's what. <laughs> I get it, man. Sometimes you need a little spicy dab. It was, yeah, it was right. socially awkward people there that I was like, I can't be this focused. I need to be a little <laughs> sloppy here. A little aloof into the world. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so what brought you up to oregon though um i moved out here uh with a friend a while back i want to say it's like been seven years now um when i came back from central america the scene in colorado where i'm originally from was just so like ahead of what i was expecting it to be when i had come back and like i had left and shatter was like the thing and came back and diamonds were a thing and i was like how how do people turn that into that what what so it kind of freaked me out and um my my friend was a little bit it it was scary it was wild and i came out to oregon and was like checked out a couple of the dispos and the shatter was like black and i was like wow I found home. <laughs> I can destroy it here. <laughs> and stand out. And um, yeah, that's kind of just been the goal ever since. So, Well, it's funny. I've talked about before on the podcast, I used to make what we call Buddha's earwax back in the day. And that was just mm. open blasting and PVC pipes and all of the fun of being a mountain man in Oregon. <laughs> Good times. Whew. So many good times. Just in a greenhouse after harvest, just being like, all right, this is my job for the next three weeks, whatever. But we used to we used to make crazy money uh just even after that, once the BHO was first coming out, sending it to Kansas and all those places. But I was always like, couldn't you guys just get this from Colorado? Why the fuck are you guys? buying it but it was just we were producing so much at that time back in the day people were throwing out trim like nobody really cared about trim back in those days so it was just like all right we have a gold mine to just do it oh 100 percent. i knew a guy he was feeding all of his trim and sugar leaf to his pigs when we first met him and he had like oh my god the chillest he pigs he had the <laughs> 
smallest <laughs> pigs of all time. Just the, the best you... bacon you've ever eaten. A bit. <laughs> but man, it was like we had years of work from that guy, you know, just from yeah. him being naive to what he could do, you know. And I think that's like what I started to realize with the single sourcing is like, why limit yourself to even, you know, oh, I just grow, like make resin, you know, like everybody can be a hash maker and you don't have to label it, you know, you can just make hash for fun and stuff, you know, and you're probably going to have some edible grades. So make your favorite food with some hash in it too, you know, like. That's what I grow, edible grade. That's all good, man. It's not tasty. It's for a purpose. It, the genetics are good, but the grower sucks. <laughs> Billy's edibles. It takes time. It takes time. I'm having fun with it, but it is. I am very aware that it's not. I'm not not good at it, and I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. And anytime it turns out, I'm like, look at that plant just overcoming me. It is. <laughs> That's how I feel in my indoor still, you know, it's like <laughs> indoor is a skill that definitely takes time and patience, you know, outdoors, you're just letting soil work for you. Well, you yeah. are just like, Hey, look, I provided you a space to do your work. You're welcome. 100%. That is, 100%. yeah, I've done a couple indoor things. It is, it's. And Mike makes a good point. He made this point way after I started growing, way after he tried it. He's been that when you fuck up indoors, it fucks up major because nature's not in there to like correct it real quick. It's just like, you got yeah. a big old problem. And I was like, Hey, yeah, you're right. You could have told me that like uh, two years ago. I didn't know that it is you mess one thing up and then the next day you're like i never seen it do that before what is that and <laughs> mike's like oh you sh did the light go out and i'm like it did it did yeah. i literally like i'm always running weird land race stuff just to be hopeful and i'm always finding myself being like okay when when is spring coming so i can put this out <laughs> and it's gonna fix whatever I'm not doing right. <laughs> well, I gave my tent away. I did. That's Mike. I, I did. I was yeah, like, this is trap. Much I keep fucking this up. This is. I need. Well, and if we're being, if we're being honest, too, bringing land races indoors is so insane to me. Sometimes, like it's like these things are so hardy and so made for it that it's like they're supposed to be outside. Most of the stuff mm -hmm. that does really good indoors is some abnoration that we've just crossbred into itself at least eight times that looks like a unicorn tampon and we're like see we can grow it indoors and it's like well yeah um, well you give me a nice a nice hearty tie stick that just sits outside all year and just becomes the most resin produced thing you've ever seen fuck yeah that's yeah. supposed to be outside <laughs> yeah, i know i grow like you guys are talking about the difference between like a snub nose dog that can't burn and a wolf that is that's what you guys yeah. are that's exactly what you're talking about 100 percent. Right? yeah yeah I grow the 16 week tie. It's like, it's unreal. And I've only what? been able to do like one successful. You say cycle. the craziest shit all casual. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I spent some time down in South America and got a bunch of cartel land race shit. Anyway, and then I went and did it. And you're like, what? I love this. One of my favorite parts of this show is like all you, the, uh, the most talented people in this business that do the craziest shit are just like casual as fuck about crazy stuff and you're like yeah i grow 16 week tight and you're like yeah you should look at that open with that that is oh, man i, I know because it attracts unwanted attention i get it <laughs> how does that work indoors though that's what i want to know yeah so like i'm right now i'm testing it like for the third time indoors because <laughs> that's like three years of work. <laughs> that's us. Gonna like, say it once again, very casual, but that's a long, long time you're talking yeah. about. The first time I ran it indoors, I was so naive to how 
much it was going to stretch. And after, you know, everything else is like right where I want it to be. This thing's just a tree growing over every, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to scrog this thing like through itself and under, <laughs> and it's still, so I just like chopped the whole thing and took it as a loss. And I threw it in a greenhouse last year though. And it was wild. I, I had to dep it for 13 weeks and then was able to catch the 12-12 by September 27th so that it could finish the last three weeks as a full term, basically, at that point. But that's the only time I've successfully done it. And So yeah. real quick, so for the listeners at home, how long did you dep that for? 13 weeks. Uh, 13 weeks yeah so that that means for 13 weeks seven days a week he had to make sure that panda paper some type of closing environment was happening at the same exact time morning and nighttime so that's dedication to a fucking plant that's already annoying you a little bit because you're like you motherfucker but that's dedication to a craft and i can't wait to taste that <laughs> i'm just like yeah i like when you said that i was like i do understand what that because we've been to humboldt enough that's what those motherfuckers live and breathe on and oh yeah i've well, i've seen that setup and even the nice setups it's still just like that's tedious every goddamn that's day. Even, even the nicest setups we've seen, you're still like, Ugh. and they're like every day at the same time. I'm like, that's that's tough on a on a life right there is. <laughs> so I am, yeah. That was the first thing I thought was like, I bet that's gonna taste so good because he put so much work into something that's already awesome. And that plant respond. I think that's part of why I love the hash world too is it's been so clear what you put into that plant you get back out probably tenfold if i'm being honest and yeah, the the way you guys love hash and the plant and like that 13 weeks of light depth is fucking i you i want to say thank you thank you because i'm going to reap the benefits of that in two weeks and i'm super excited about it and I appreciate it, and I understand the work. So it hold is on. like, hold on, hold on. Don't make me have there. a heart attack. It's not going to be there in two weeks. Hold on, let's breathe. <laughs> okay, that's nice because I did, I did advertise that. That is important, false. Because people are like, "Where's that shit?" And I'm like, "My bad, my bad, y'all." <laughs> I didn't. It hopefully will be back around soon. But yeah, that was a last year thing. If you got to try the tie last year. You you know you were there. It was cool. I want to punch you for well, getting to try something mad. I didn't yeah. get to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say we're, for the next one, though, we see you. Run. So much. <laughs> That's for the tie. <laughs> Anything yeah. tie because I ran two tie races one time at the first rec farm I did, and the money people were like it takes too long we can't grow it and i was just like you guys are pieces of shit <laughs> so anything thai i would absolutely love to enjoy and we are very excited to try everything that you're going to be showing at the sh at the laugh your hash off so everybody come out see that um let our listeners know where they can find you on all the social media and all those things too yeah, man. Uh, you can find me basically only on Instagram, and it's Terp Taffy. So. And probably me just on Instagram after today, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a smart move for also, me. Also, uh, <laughs> um, I got a... I don't know if y'all are familiar with uh, Terpene Therapy Podcast. No. Oh, it's more... Uh, He's a homie at a Louisville and um, he's, I met him at the smoking jacket uh, a yeah. couple weeks ago and check out his podcast. He's a really cool dude. Very, very nice guy, but um, he, we're going to be doing. I learned to smoke weed at motherfuckers. That, it's yeah, got dude, great I'm, weed. It does. And then most of it came from fucking Louisville. If I'm being honest, it's all indoor <laughs> fucking good shit. Yeah. But yeah, he's. Gonna, yeah, I'm uh, excited. 
He's going to be interviewing me on the 11th and then, or no, he's interviewing me on the 10th and then we're, I'm going to bring him to the event and shit, but I'd love for y'all to all meet because I'd love yes. to maybe see some podcasters podcasting with each other. So no, we are all about streams. Yeah. We love, we are not of that ilk of being podcasters. Like we're like, Hey, let's like we work with it's a lot. We work with weed and grub, like all those, like we're about propping cause it's, it needs to be normal. And that's and the more people talking about it, the better. And that's why we're doing what we're doing and making people laugh with it. And like, cause we don't want the competition. And I know people get about that, but it's like, at, to me, it's, it's similar to comedy because you guys are at a level where it's like, you're all on the same field now. And it's a high level field. So it, you're not competing with each other anymore. I think to get to that field, you do have to compete within yourselves to make yourselves like a certain level. You get to that skill level. Like I don't compete. I'm not competing with the most comedians because like we perform in different cities. It's weird to be like, I'm better than you, but you're in Cleveland. So fuck you. And tonight I'm in St. Louis. You're like, well, that doesn't doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. like, like, it's, 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 I mean, there is the element of like, hey, hey, you're stealing and not a good, like, you're kind of a criminal, you need to get out of here, you're taking everybody, like that element. But like, as far as like the community, man, we're so excited. I just like love meeting you guys doing this. It's like your artist. So I'm sorry. I know Mike has to go back to work. He's like, shut the fuck up. But I'm just like, so excited about meeting now a dude from Louisville, Kentucky that's doing the Terp fucking podcast i'm like giddy because i learned to smoke in bowling green kentucky that's where i learned to smoke weed that's where i learned to appreciate it uh i never want to go back to bowling green it's fine Uh, (laughs) i'll be i'll be back in louisville in may i'm doing comedy there so we can do another so we'll figure out how to do what i mean it is still illegal as in kentucky though i was just there and they're still very serious about there and i was like guys and they're like we know I'm like, but I learned to smoke here. And they're like, we know. So, but follow him. Come to the show, Eugene. Fly in, drive in. It's going to be a time yeah. we're bringing two of our favorite comedians. That's part of the show. We're not announcing him to any of these laugh your hash off. You have to come to the show to see. And they're all, they're not locals. Well, one of them mm-hmm. lives locally, but he's not a local. Uh, I kind of gave that away of who that is if you know comedy in that city really well. Uh, <laughs> it's Bill Cost. But the other person, it's Bill Cost. It is. He loves Terps. <laughs> the jello in the... He loves... He's like, here, try this. And everybody's like, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm <laughs> These Terps, everybody's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. We should probably edit that out. Man, that we met him at the show. He was cool yeah. as hell. He was cool as hell. He introduced us to um, talking terps. Is that no, no? That's the name of the uh, terping therapy. The, mm-hmm. That dude from Louisville, who was super cool, and we're going to try to collab on a couple episodes with that guy because he's in Louisville, Kentucky, and Kentucky's where I learned to smoke cannabis. <laughs> it, I was like, we can talk about some stuff, and he and you guys think I have an accent? Listen, I'm a fuzz accent. It's cool. uh, it is great and it is thick. I'm like, oh, you still in it? I travel around, so mine's not as I'm not in the weeds with it like yours is, but I love it. And but like I'm gonna say this, uh, I'm more of I'm leaning more and more hash every day. I'm, I mean, I was I'm pretty high functioning even with cannabis, but the level of function that hash gives me and clarity 
I gotta say, as I really enjoy it, and I'm, I'm, and I think a lot of it has to do with like the way they're making it and who's doing it and the quality of hash I'm getting compared to what I used to, you know, what you used to could get and stuff. But it is like, even today I was like doing some stuff and I was like, oh, I usually smoke a little bit before I do a couple things and just to level out. And I was like, I did a, I did some from Brutopia who was at the show. Terptopia. I know I said Terp-topia. the name. Terptopia. I turned. I said the name of the thing they were parodying, which is means that they're from our age. That was was a drink. It was mm-hmm. a drink when we were in high school, and then it went away. But it just like it leveled me out, and then I was like, headed and it was just I was like, oh. And it was so much fun hanging out with those dudes. I'm not saying I'm done with flower. I love quality, but it is like. It's made me more snobby like you with flour in a weird well, way shit. where I'm like, oh, no. Like, I'm going to have, like, I can't. This is going to save me money in the long run because I'm going strict to, straight to the grower and the source for all this. But, but it's also, it's interesting and frustrating at the same time. Trust me, I'm very aware, especially after coming back from the road and just being given a huge bag of joints by Adam with his flower. And then I was like, oh, these are the only joints I want to ever smoke again. I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, it is in like the hogwash farms joints. Mm-hmm. And then even if it's the Fidel's, his hash holes we get a hold of. And that dude doesn't mess around. And his hash was really, really great. I went through it a little quicker than I wanted to. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you so much and like i said if you guys we're switching up things are coming um we're having fun we got some new stuff uh and if you want us to come do a laugh your hash off event hit us up uh if you're in alaska we are coming through in january so hit us up if you're a cannabis cultivator or hash maker or you know just in the industry and you want us to come see you or you come see us uh grown local pod at gmail.com we love you guys thanks for supporting or you want to you know sponsor us grown local pod at gmail.com i we love you love you michael love you guys bye bye